Welcome friends, my name is Emily Kurt and you're listening to the Abundantly Podcast. Have you ever wondered in the pit of grief, under a pile of laundry, or even in the midst of joy whether there is more to life? We know that the same Christ that calls us to deny ourselves and follow Him is the same Jesus that came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Let's take him at his word and know that these are not contradictions, but an invitation to experience his fullness. Join me as we dig into the word of God together and gather real messages of truth and hope to champion you in your everyday life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Abundantly Podcast. Today, I have my friend, Rachel Autry, and she is a military wife. She's Maddox's mom, and she is the podcast host at Behind the Bliss. So, Rachel, tell us a little bit more about you and what ministry looks like in everyday life right now. Hello. I am so honored to be here. This is so fun, getting behind the mic on the other side. (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, like Emily said, I, gosh... Life right now is just so fun and so nuts. And I, I'm covering a lot of bases, just naturally how things have worked out. Like you said, military wife, spouse, um, spouse life is what I'm, oh uh, man, it's like, it's what life looks like almost 100% right now. We live on a military base. I work from home. So like the planes are always in the background. My husband's in training and has very long days, but it has been so fun. So worth it. Um, I am mom to Maddox, like you said. He's about to turn eight months, which is wild. It flies, like we were saying earlier before you recorded, days have flown by, but weeks go faster and the year like has been almost a blink. So really holding on to days tightly with him. And then I am the host of Behind the List podcast where we love to chat about everything from my Starbucks order to what God's teaching me to what's on my nightstand and everything in between. It seems random, but my hope is that it's encouraging for people and they can take something away from each episode and start doing it to make loving Jesus more fun because it is such a blast. And I just share my life over on Instagram and people happen to follow along on the crazy. And I am so honored people sign up and say, Hey, and it's, it's just, it's real and it's, it's life. And really I just love sharing about Jesus and how much more fun he makes life and how big of an adventure this is. And we are on quite the adventure because we've said yes to a lot of things God's called us to. And so if I can be of any um, like contagious courage, I would love to be that for people to say yes to things that maybe they would never have considered because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't implement certain things in their life. And of course I don't do it perfect, but I have some pretty incredible people in my life. I love to pass along options and resources and practices to my friends online. Yeah, I love what you said about how loving Jesus is a blast. And I think that is Mm -hmm. something that has been so contagious in just following your story, even online. I know I've looked and read about your husband being a pilot and how excited you are for him and how thrilled Mm -hmm. you are at your life and just where God has placed you. And I see the Lord in that because so many wives would think the opposite right away. My protective instincts go in and you're thinking, oh my goodness, like that's too much for me. That is too much to handle. And you just really do see it as an adventure of this is what the Lord has called us to. So he's going to equip us in every season along the way. 
Wow. So kind. <laughs> it has been a real big process. And there was there was lots of processes even in between behind the scenes that I haven't shared about that are kind of secrets and intimate moments and memories between Thomas and I that we had and encounters and experience conversations, things that honestly softened my heart to a lot of these big ideas that before fear would have 100% stopped me from doing and saying yes to and surrendering. And uh, I'm just so thankful that, oh my gosh, can you, I mean, do you ever do this? You look back on your life and you're like, thank God I got out of my own way because this is wonderful. And what would have happened? You can't even play that game, but like, let's do for a second. What would have happened had, you know, like I, for one second, believed I was more powerful than the Lord and tried to get in his way or my way, or God forbid my husband's way and thwart something like this really awesome, wonderful, like you said, adventure that uh, I, I almost didn't sign up for. And that's kind of like my steam in the engine for going forward is I'm it's every day is a new testimony of like a new fun, something, a new treasure hunt for what God's given us and our family. And if today my treasure was this, then, oh my gosh, what's for me tomorrow? And what's for me the next day? What's for me the next day? And, and when you continue to say yes, now that perspective, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And then you come out of that, that obedience and that adventure as we're calling it. And the past few years of Zach and I's life, we look at each other and we're like, how did we survive through that? We look yeah. at the logistical things on our plate, the big griefs we were walking through mm. 2020 and all that it was. And we look through the past few years of our relationship and we're like, how did that even happen? And yeah. that's when you can see God's movement in your life because you know that you would not let alone survive that time, but also find joy mm-hmm. in the midst of that time without the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people say all the time, like hindsight's 2020 <laughs> and I'm like, it is, but what if right now could be 2022? Like what if right mm-hmm. now, well, 2020 also not 2020. What if right now could be 2020 vision also, and we're just missing out because we're so caught up untangling the past. What it, you know, we're missing out on what's right in front of us. And so that's kind of where I'm at is um, what did you have for me today? And, and being in that place has been uh, humbling, but freeing. I think I've found so much more freedom being like, oh man, because if I'm so caught up tangling yesterday in the days that I've passed, which I think is important work to do 100%, especially if you face grief or tragedy or trauma, I think that that's work that you should, you should be doing for sure. But that shouldn't be the only work you're doing. And when you show up today, you almost are doing yourself tomorrow a favor, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's so helpful. I'm a huge goals person. We were talking about this. I was showing you my goals planner before we press record. And I can get so caught up though in Mm -hmm. the midst of it that I cannot be so worried about my goals that I stop the spirit's movement in my everyday life. Like we have to be interruptible. And so a practical thing I would say there is make those like visionary conversations of deeper questions about stuff in the past, like once a month, once every three months. Mm -hmm. And I would start every day with that question that you said, Rachel, is what do you have for me today? Yeah. Because where we get so stuck is that we keep trying to figure it all out at once. Whereas if we actually tackled every single day, that's Mm -hmm. when like we'd start to see change. That's so good, Emily. So, good. so talking about your joy and moments when it's been really hard, what has been something tangible, something that God has given you when you know your husband's going to be away for a while and you're home with Maddox or 
just something like that. You're moving away from your family and what's mm-hmm. familiar. What's something tangible that God's giving you to give you joy in that time? That is such a good question. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to figure that out. I, and I don't okay. do this well. So <laughs> please, when I say this, like I am reminding myself of it as well. This is not being like, oh, here's a play from my playbook because it's not it, – I'm praying it becomes habit and it doesn't like, like we've kind of hinted just life has been moving so fast for us between all the different funnels that we've got going on and into kind of creating this culture of what our family looks like and what our day to day looks like right now. And so I'm working with a coach to do some work just to make sure, I mean, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So part of this is like my biggest fear is moving on to the next season and regretting how I did this one. Mm-hmm. And so um sitting with a coach just to work through some of that and replacing lies with truth and just some great, but really hard work. And one of the things she told me to do was she said, you know, Rachel, I think this work that you're doing is so good, but I I'm recognizing, and I hope you are too, that a lot of what you're bringing to me is hard and, um, not negative, but just like really difficult things. And I want you to, to know that there's permission to, dwell and like rest in a place of good too. Like when things are good and you're happy and you're content, then like you need to rest in that place and not try to be like, oh, well, now that I got some time, let me work on something else. You know, just like be there, be that, be in that moment. And that is so hard for me to do. And that is one of the practicals I would say is find ways that you can be right here, right now, literally like taking the senses around you one of the things she told me to do was take in, it's called five, four, three, two, one. So you take in five things that you see, four things you smell, three things you hear, um, two things, two things you can feel and one thing you can taste. And you kind of work down your senses to take a, take almost like a screenshot, if you will, of that moment. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I do that practice, um, one, it's so really, it's just so cool. So cool when our like minds and our bodies are truly connected, like the way the Lord created them to be. And you can remember a moment so much, so much better than pulling out your phone and taking a picture ever would. But then also in those moments, I feel like I feel overcome with the unconditional or unconditional love of the father for him to say this moment right here, like for all those senses to be happening at once. No one else ever, ever, ever in the history of time will ever experience it the way that you just did. And I created that for you. Like, would you take that as a gift from me? And when you do, I think it's impossible to not be joyful. It's impossible to not feel thought of. It's impossible to feel misunderstood, lonely, discouraged, all those other feelings that I think try to um, totally take away from from what that moment could be. And so um, I shared that with Thomas this morning and I was like, I think it's just so cool that like when when I felt that overwhelm and that amount of love, like a, like a positive overwhelm, <laughs> it trumped everything that was waiting outside of that moment for me. Like all of the to-do list tasks, all of the things that I have to grieve, all of the, I mean, conversations that I, I need to have that day. They didn't matter. They did, but they didn't in comparison, like they paled in comparison to the love I was experiencing. So I think when you, when you do something like that kind of practical, impossible, to not feel joy. It's impossible to not feel joy when you're actually awake to what awake to what he's doing. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of what we're talking about here is he's given us abundant life. He's given us all these things. He's given us more than we need. He gives us that access to the spirit as we walk about our days, right? Yes. Now. 
that's so beautiful. And I also think it's so sweet to see how he did create our bodies to be connected to the spiritual realm. Right. It's really like scary for some people to go there, but he created us to have those senses for a reason. And Mm -hmm. so the key is in what you said, what would happen if we started to receive those gifts from him? And we weren't so busy, like rushing through to just accomplish more, accomplish more, accomplish more. Like how much more powerful would our accomplishments be if we were actually awake to every like blessing Mm -hmm. he was pouring out on us? Mm -hmm. Have you read Rhythms of Renewal? I love Rebecca Lyons. Yes. She's she's who writes it. We've had her on the show before. And every time I wish it was a video recording because I think my jaw would just be dropped the whole time. Yeah, she is a faith hero of mine for sure. Yes. I met her a few years ago and we prayed together and it was just really beautiful. Wow. In that book, Rhythms of Renewal, she talks about this specifically in the context of taking time off of social media. Mm -hmm. And she recalls this evening, similar to what Rachel was walking through. She was watching the sunset and was immediately awestruck by God's creation, right? And she's a creator like Rachel and I. So she's like, I want to share God's beauty with the world. And she felt God say to her, you are worthy to receive something beautiful and you don't always have to share it. You don't have Mm. to. Yeah. And that I've thought of that so many times over this past weekend, I got to see one of my niece's first steps Mm. and my instinct was to pull out the video. And I did later that night for sure, (laughs) (laughs) but I just soaked in that moment and how proud she was of herself and just how that was bonding for us as a family. And then later I pulled out my phone and there's something really, really valuable about that because then all of your online experience is coming yeah. from like this place of integrity <laughs> and of actually living the life that you're posting about. Yeah, that's so good. And honestly, I think we would remember it more and be able to go back to that memory so much easier if we were to actually just be there and not be looking at it through a screen to capture it than we would if we had captured it. There's so many times I look back on pictures and I'm like, what was that about? Like, (laughs) what day was that? I don't remember it well. But some of my best memories are from being a kid before screens ever existed, you know? So yeah, I think I love that, especially as Maddox grows up. That's something I need to remember. So what keeps your heart and mind toward gratitude when it comes to taking care of a little one? Or like right as I feel like I have figured it out or like have a sense of uh, pride, I guess, of being like, oh, yes, like I'm doing so great. <laughs> Things change or he develops or he recognizes that he's on the move or like something just shifts. And so I'm, I'm again, at that humble place being like, Lord, help. Um, and it being like a proactive Lord help than a reactive, like, oh gosh, Lord help, you know, and, um, learning to invite him into the everyday and every moments. Um, like one of my favorite things to do is to hold him and we're kind of just listening to some worship while it's playing. If we're just having a, a short little moment in the kitchen or something in between doing one task and another. And I love asking the Lord, what is it about Maddox that I don't know yet? Mm-hmm. And the things that he, the, the thoughts that come to my mind, some people are like, oh, this is woo-woo. It's not woo-woo. This is called the Holy Spirit is active and alive <laughs> inside of us. Um, but I, I love to sit there and just or stand there wherever I am and listen. And the thoughts that come to my mind about who this, who this human is that I'm holding on my hip is 
there's no way my brain could have created those on their own. No way. And so in those moments, I'm like, oh, I got to write these down. And I love to just jot them down. And I get like, um, oh my gosh, he's, he's a fighter for the underdog. I heard that. Um, and he is so loud and proud. I've heard that before too. Um, but just small things like that, I feel like have helped me recognize what an honor and gift it is to be able to steward and raise like this life. And he's not mine as much as I want to claim him as my own. He's not. Um, and have you heard of the book power of a praying parent? There's actually tons in her little series, not little, it's a very large series. Um, Stormy. Um, Omar. Omar. Totally going to. Yes. Oops. Sorry, Stormy. Um, has so many books. Power of a Praying Wife, Power of a Praying Husband, like all these. Power of a Praying Parent is all about basically surrendering your child and where they are all the way from infancy to like adulthood um, and giving them back to the Lord and being like, you care about them way more than I ever could imagine. So mm-hmm. <laughs> step in. Um, that's, that's something that I'm learning and trying to, to walk out, but it's really difficult, especially when every stage, especially in this, this moment of his life, he's just changing every single day. So as soon as I get to figure him out, he's totally different. Humbles me for sure. Yeah, that is so beautiful to think about the fact that what would happen if we saw all the things in our life like that, Mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier was our time and how being present to the gift of our time changes the way that we get to experience it. And similarly, when we realize that these children that God gives um, moms and dads to steward and to raise and disciple, when we realize that they're not ours to like model after ourselves or like we're not building our name we're building the kingdom of God and how much that frees us up in the midst of it and I love what you shared about listening to the Holy Spirit what you know this boy better than I ever will and some women are very unfamiliar with just that intimacy with the Lord and the way that you were talking to him so what would you say to someone who maybe hasn't um, experience that intimacy with the spirit before, what would you say to them? Like something that they could start in having that relationship. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I was really intimidated of this. Um, I grew up in the church, um, and had lots of conversation about Jesus and had lots of conversation about God, the father, but really like the Holy spirit was just one of those, strange topics like very peculiar like you just don't ever talk about him so we don't talk about him yeah outrageous because we cannot control god (laughs) yeah it is just i mean and it's the trinity right like you get a better picture of who jesus is and who god the father is when you also understand who the holy spirit is and um and and the role that the holy spirit plays in your life and the Holy Spirit is there to comfort you, to guide you, to remind you, to convict you. Like there's so many things that we miss out on when we choose to kind of like stiff arm that because it's uncomfortable. And I'd say that about a lot of things in life. When you're stiff arming something, there's something that you're missing out on for sure. Um, but the Holy Spirit in particular is, is a facet that I wish a lot more people I don't want to use the word understand because I honestly don't even understand it in its full capacity, but I wish that it was something people were more um, comfortable and available to, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So awareness, I think is amazing. Yes. 
Because if you are a believer in Christ, the spirit is in you. It's not like we're Mm -hmm. adding something to the gospel that already exists and that Christ purchased for us. It's our awareness and our listening. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yes. It's totally being aware and attuned to it. So I would challenge you and say that you're actually, if, if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I'm not quite sure how to do this. Mm-hmm. I'd say you're probably already doing it. You just don't know that that is the voice of the Holy spirit and you don't know to give that credit. And so start recognizing things in your life. Um, I don't know if this has happened to people, but it's, it sometimes happens to me before I ever realized it was actually the Holy spirit or before I gave the Holy Spirit credit for it. Um, like I would be driving down the road and you just get an inkling. I'm like, turn left. So I'm like, that is so random. Why would I do that? But I just turned left, you know, and avoided something or saw someone I knew and whatever. I would never have known that that was the Holy Spirit, but it 100% was. It's something that occupies and in, like invades your mind that is of the Lord, that is fruitful, that you could never have conceived on your own. In my opinion, that is a Holy Spirit a Holy Spirit thought or something that was planted inside of you. It's a gift that you've been given. So if it's a, um, Hey, go ahead and text that friend. There's so many texts and phone calls I've received on days. I needed it because someone was operating out of obedience and it blessed me. That is the Holy Spirit. That is, that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, so I'd say probably number one, you're already doing it. And number two, I would say it's much easier than I think people think. I just think that we don't, um, create margin enough in our life. I would, I would say for me, at least I'll speak personally. I don't think that I give the Holy Spirit enough margin in my life to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. So I would say, get quiet, pull out a journal, literally turn off everything and just ask, ask the Lord questions and let the Holy Spirit fill in the gaps to say, um, who do you say I am? Or what do you call me? Like, how do you refer to me? Um, what's something about myself? I don't know. And the things that come to your mind, mm-hmm. the synapses that happen in our brain, it's almost, you ask any psychologist, Dr. Um, Sandra Dalton Smith. She is amazing. She's been on the show before, but she's a psychologist and she talks about this. There's no practical scientific way or reason that we can ever prove that we can have these thoughts on our own. Um, and that is the Holy Spirit operating inside of you without you knowing. So chances are, it's just happening. It's a lot easier than you think it is. We just need to give them, give the Holy Spirit some room to work. That's something I've been doing as I read specifically the Old Testament and just yeah. through scripture. I started reading Ezekiel on my, on my own. Like I'm not doing any book and that is super intimidating because Ezekiel is what it is. And something I've started to do is I'll read in my journal Bible. And this is not a formula. This is just one way that I've been exercising this. But I'll read in my journal Bible so that I'm only looking at the words of God first and thinking on that. And because the Old Testament is what it is, I have a lot of questions. And so I'll keep my journal really, really close. And I write down my thoughts as it goes. And I write down questions every single day. What the heck does this mean? What's happening? What's the significance of this material being mentioned or this location being mentioned? And first, I'll sit with those questions, specifically if it's about meaning or context, And um, then I take it to commentaries, online resources, and all of that. And so that's just been a good exercise because 
I am a commentary girl. I think we need to be studying what people a lot smarter than us have found in church (laughs) history and about the word of God. But we also have the Holy Spirit inside of us and it's his word. And he is a he is the best communicator. Yeah. And so that's been a really good exercise of just beginning to ask in my daily life, what are you actually saying here? So that's been helpful. So good. And the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to almost speak in your language because it's so personal. Mm -hmm. So whereas, you know, you can read something or have something else downloaded to your mind per se that, um, would make sense, but it's just so sweet how God's like, I want to meet you where you are. I want to talk to you like, like you would talk to me, you know? And Absolutely. so that it's, it's just so cool. The Holy Spirit knows you. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. So as we, when this podcast is released, it is going to be right before the holidays just hit us all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as a woman, there's just so much that goes into traveling, uh, preparing your home for guests, getting gifts ready. Uh, You're taking on a lot more of what's already on a full plate. So what are a few ways that you in the past or are thinking in the future, what are a few ways that you can set the tone while hosting and just be generous with the time, the resources and the relationships God is giving you? Holidays are so funky, right? It's There's so many high highs and so many low lows and weird trauma gets brought up and you get triggered more easily and then you add family dynamics, which can be a blessing to some and really difficult for others. And I mean, it's just, there's not going to be like a blanket one fit, one size fits all for, for any holiday for any person, which I think we all need to almost like grab grace for. Um, but practically I think preparing your heart for it being hard. Mm. I'll say this, there's been a lot of times when I know, and I can almost anticipate things being difficult, but I just so much am an avoider that I'm like, ah, I'll think about it when it happens. I'll think about it when it happens. And I don't give my, my, myself the space or like a strategy and a plan of like how to approach whatever it is I'm about to walk into, whether it be like the best or one of the worst or anything in between. And, and so I'd say, like when we, I feel like when we go into those moments, that is when I'm actually spending time with the Lord the least. Mm-hmm. I am super introverted. And so I get drained super, super fast in the holidays and I'm out of my routine. And so break your routine and have time with Jesus in a way that maybe isn't isn't your go-to, isn't your normal, but still feed your soul because that is actually moments when it might be tested the most. 100%. This is when you start figuring out, you come up with a literal game plan and strategy and you're like, okay, I can anticipate that this is going to be difficult because you are having, I'm just going to lay it out there because you're having body image issues and you know that your aunt's going to be asking you about your dating or marriage status. You know that someone's going to ask you when you're going to have a baby and you haven't told people that you've gotten the news you're infertile yet. You've, I mean, like there's so many things 100%. like conversations that are waiting for us that in my mind, like if you go into it blindsided, the, the enemy is just like so pumped mm-hmm. because then there's a huge open door for him to speak whatever lies in your life that he wants to, because you're wounded. Like he's going to kick you when you're down. So the best way to make the enemy shake in his boots is to be like, I see you. 
I, I unfortunately like can anticipate that this is something you're going to try to do to me and not today Satan. And here's what I do about it. So I'd say like go into it with like scripture in your mind, literally like put an index card in your back pocket with a scripture. And if you need to go to the guest bathroom and read over it a few times, do it. Like sounds silly, but I promise you Sometimes small things. things that are yes. transformational. Yes. Um, if you have a friend, if you have a spouse, if you have um, a great relationship with somebody in your family, like share that with them. Say, hey, I know that this is going to be a difficult day for me and I, I want you to be an advocate for me. Can you remind me of truth? Like, can you be on the lookout for any like behaviors in me that might be, um, you know, a threat to the best that God has for me that day and have someone on your team. Um, and then I would also say being proactive rather than reactive is always important. So this game plan is, is so great, but at the same time, like also create some room on the back. So that was like the first bookend, right? The next bookend is after everything has happened. If you are an introverted, like you said, like take a day or two after a holiday and reserve it, like clear your calendar, clear your schedule and do whatever it takes to fill yourself back up. Um, you know, like have a playlist made and ready. I just think that we are so often not prepared because we don't want to think about how hard it's going to be. So we avoid, we avoid, we avoid until it smacks us in the face. And at that point you don't have any options, <laughs> you know? So what does it look like for us to prepare our souls for what this mm-hmm. might look like? And the truth is that often what we're going to avoid in the, especially in this context is going to happen whether we're prepared or not. So mm-hmm. if we walk into it with scripture to recall a text that we can uh, a friend that we can text late at night and say, Hey, like this was actually a better day than expected or whatever it is, because on the same, on the same hand, we are going into the holidays as the light of Christ. And so what does it look like for you to not only take care of your own soul, but take care of it so well that you're able to still give of yourself and to, yes. to show God's love to your family, to your friends, to your church communities, because they go hand in hand. We are at one point, the one that might be being wounded or triggered or whatever it is, or just overwhelmed by the overall, all the things to get done in the next two months. Um, Mm. But we are at the same time being ambassadors of light. Yeah. And for some people, this isn't Maybe this doesn't speak to you because you're like, I'm actually really looking forward to flying home and seeing family and eating pie. Like if that's you, then yay, sister. That's amazing that you have such a gift, you know? So instead, like, how about you take the energy maybe that we just kind of laid out before to love on a friend. So like we were saying earlier, maybe come up with a list of people that you can text that day, um, specifically pray over them, ask them if they need anything, if they're going to be alone, invite them to your celebrations. Like, I mean, there's so many things that you can do, but I think at the end of the day, the best way to be generous, hands down, this is for anyone, no matter your situation. Lisa Turker says this, and as I, I repeat her often because it's brilliant, but you steer where you stare. So if you're super, like, it's one thing to be prepared that this might be difficult. It's another thing to dwell on it. And to be like, oh my gosh, like sadness from inside out. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Just like so overcome, like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, like so overwhelmed by all of the hard that you just can't physically operate. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm just like sure. confront it and move on, like come up with a game plan and get ready. That's all I'm saying. But 
you steer where you stare. So if you're super um, discouraged, if you are only focusing on that really weird conversation that you have with your cousin in the kitchen or whatever, like chances are you're going to start staring in that direction too. And, and you won't like your, your fruit's going to be a little rotten. (laughs) So what does it look like to speak life into a situation that you think is lifeless? What does it look like to compliment somebody that you truly can't stand in your flesh? You know, like, what does it look like for you to financially, um, logistically, relationally be generous. I think it's, it's such a gift and in return, it will totally bless you. So I always joke, I'm like, I'm being generous. Like if I'm trying to buy someone's coffee, they're like, no, 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 really? I'm fine. I'm like, no, please. Like I I need to buy your coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is for me to do, please. Like this is going to make my day better. And so, um, I promise it, it, it's so cool how, when you operate out of obedience, it will bless, it'll bless both parties. It goes back to what you were saying earlier, following Jesus from the front end looks so overwhelming. So whatever it is that looks super overwhelming to you right now, maybe it's being a mom and realizing that someday you're going to have to marry that son off, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a situation where you're going to have to move or you are facing hard family dynamics, whatever that is. And you look at it and you say, actually following, I get to walk with him. I don't have to walk this road by myself. He's actually walking beside me and giving me the strength Mm -hmm. as I go. And he is going to bring joy when it is the least bit probable. I feel like I need to say this too. Um, The coolest thing to me, if you ask me, what's the coolest thing about God? He is beside me. He is behind me. He is in front of me. So he is already sitting at that Thanksgiving table. He is already sitting in that hard conversation. He is already at that next location you're about to move to. He is already in that new apartment at that altar. Like he is at all these places while he is next to you. So like we're about, I'm just going to take this personal for a moment. We are about to move to um, Oklahoma, which I have never been to the state of Oklahoma. Um, And it's only, here's the hard part. It's only for like seven months. So I'm like, I don't know how deep I could dig these roots in seven months, but we will be, nonetheless, we will be calling it home for a few months. And I am really anxious about it. I I don't know literally anyone in Oklahoma. It is about 13 hour drive from all of our family. And Maddox is going to be hitting some of his biggest moments while we're there um, with a dad who's going to be gone flying pretty often. So, and, and I'm sorry, I just, let me just like be in this moment and it's going to be snowing the whole time, which might sound magical to most people, but like I am homegirl is not used to give me some palm trees. I don't know what I'm going to do with snow for seven months. So I'm a little overwhelmed, but I'm sitting here and thinking like, but God is in the house. We don't even know is ours yet. And he's already like pacing the rooms, like getting ready for us. And like, so pumped when we walk through those doors, like what, like how can I operate from that rather than being like, Oh no, what's going to (laughs) happen? Like we want to, and it's easier for us to do. Absolutely. I was worshiping before walking up on stage at an event last month and I do not like to be in front of people. I don't even like small group settings. I really don't like being the center of attention and was feeling butterflies. I felt a great peace because I knew that the message that I had to give was for these women and for this moment Hmm. And over and over, I just kept hearing, look at me, look at me. Don't look at the people in the room, especially the ones that, you know, for some reason, that's the worst thing for me. 
Same. Uh, same. I can talk to a room of strangers, but give me a room full of people that know me and know my weakness. And he just kept saying, look at me. Because when I, and when I did that, he gave so much increase in the fact that I wanted to do it again. And I knew that um, there's just that level of relationship that changed the whole scene. It wasn't me performing. Literally, it wasn't, it wasn't me trying to figure out how to survive. It was just another moment of like intimacy with him, which is so sweet. Is so we'll, good. we'll pray that over for you in Oklahoma. And so thank you. I'm having a baby yeah. in the house. I'm going to go to the park. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. When it's about Jesus and it's not about you, you ride the high highs and you ride the low lows. It's just the same. But when it's when there's something great that happens, you don't take credit for it. You give God the glory. And when something really hard happens, again, you can't take credit. Like it wasn't your failure. God's got it covered. But when it's about you, gosh, like those high highs and low lows seem so much higher and lower because mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, yes, I'm awesome. And then something happens and you're like, like I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's very rarely in between. And so when it's about Jesus, I'm like, he takes over and the pressure's off. That's where freedom's found. You're like, it's not, it's not up to me. Like I, I can't mess it up truly. Like there's no way my cutie little pencil could ever like undo the permanent sharpie that God's got on my life there's just no way so the peace that comes with that so much better the pressure is off take that with you everyone the pressure is off and whatever you're facing next so we've talked about giving God our time being present in the moment we're in giving him our relationships our capacity and our resources so what is just one way you can add a few if you need to but what is something that you want to challenge listeners right now to live abundantly right where they are here's a metaphor (laughs) thomas always gets not frustrated but he's like oh gosh another metaphor another analogy um so we live on a military base which is so fun i've never lived on a military base before i didn't grow up military kid or anything so this is all very very new to me and if you've ever visited or lived on a military base you just know it's it's truly emily like it's a it's another world it's like planet mars like you've got trumpets playing at certain hours of the day certain songs and it's like you have to stop if you're driving stop if you're walking there's guards everywhere and it's just like it's just so cool it's so strange and foreign to me um but one of the things that i think is has become one of my favorites is um at the beginning or at the the beginning of the base how do I say this? When you come and you go from base, you have to go through security forces like a checkpoint and prove you belong on base. <laughs> um, and they're there to keep base safe. And they look scary, but they're they're totally cool. If you start to have conversations with them, they're just 19 year olds that just got out of basic training and they're protecting this mm-hmm. base and they're so sweet, like little brothers. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, we are like a base too, if you if you will, just ride this ride for a second with me. We, we also are a dominion, like a place, a dwelling of like, we go back to it. The Holy spirit. We are a precious place that the Lord loves to call home. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, who's, who's keeping that place safe? Like who's, who's there standing as a guard to make sure that things are staying in that need to stay in and things are not allowed in that don't belong in. And you can call that boundaries, but people don't like the word boundaries for some reason. <laughs> like, are you a gatekeeper? And when I, and I had this like moment, I was like, 
Well, no wonder that this season's been a little cruddy because I'm letting anything in that I want. I'm letting anything out that needs to stay longer. And I'm not taking inventory over what's occupying my time. Uh, not taking inventory literally over my finances. Like our, our budget was a little out of whack. Like truly everything was just a little off. And it was just because no one was taking responsibility for what was what was inside um, and what that culture was going to be. And so I would say the best way to find abundance in your life is to take inventory to pause, reflect, truly, if, it, if an opportunity arises, take a moment, pray, be like, does this belong? Like, does this fit in the puzzle? Um, and sometimes it seems like it doesn't, but the Lord's saying, yes, so you do anyways. And sometimes it's very obvious. It's like, no, this is not, this is not a part of our culture. Um, but I would say abundance comes with obedience. And when the Lord takes over, there's, there's so much extra, like, it's not only just enough, it's like way more than enough. And that is abundance. Right. So what does it look like to trade, like do a fair trade, be like, this doesn't need, this isn't, we don't need this anymore. And for the Lord to be like, well, how about this instead? And you're like, yes, that has what it's been all along. Just to know. Like some people, they only get one or two day guest passes. They don't have a permanent pass on base. There might be things in your life. Just get a guest pass. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. So Rachel, will you close us out and pray for us? I would love that. What an honor. Lord, thank you so much for first the freedom to talk about who you are and what you're doing in our lives so freely on a, on a public platform. We do not take that freedom for granted. So we just thank you and praise you for that. And, um, ask that this type of freedom would be contagious, that other people would see the courage and, um, take it into their own lives and start talking about what you are doing in their lives and who you are to them, to those around them in their own circles. We just ask that the words that fell on our friends that are listening today, wherever they are, that they would um, be fresh, that they would be um, new, that they would be in their hearts in a different way than maybe they've, they've taken words in before. And that's only something that you can do. So we ask that you would do whatever this conversation that you would have done. You are so much more powerful than we can ever even put our minds to. And you promise us that you can do way abundantly more all that we could ever ask or imagine. So we ask that you would do just that with this conversation. And I pray for a friend. I just, I see her now she's driving in her car and she's listening to this episode and um, she clicked play kind of on happenstance. And I, I pray for that friend and whatever she's facing right now, that you would just speak to her with new words that it would be louder and clearer than it ever has before you would create margin in her life to say yes to you and that she would recognize the adventure you have her on and see it as that an adventure and we just thank you for who you are and the ways that you're moving in our life in jesus name amen amen thank you so much rachel yes thank you i'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to the abundantly podcast my prayer is that you have found encouragement for your day ahead And if so, subscribe, share on Instagram, and text it to a friend so that more and more women press into all that Christ has for them. You can connect with me more on Instagram at Emily K. Kurt, and I would love to see you there. Now you get to go abiding in Christ and living into your eternity-sized mission. Let the words of Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 close us out and commission you on your way. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us,
us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.